Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 105. I'm your host, Wax, here as always, with my co-host, Ads. Also, Rooster Keith back after a long hiatus, which was not intentional? I, I don't know what it was. Was it us fucking up so he couldn't, so Keith could never be here? We, we were Keith, recording at weird times. That's true. Well, no. Were we recording at like our normal I, times? Just, just on no, like, weird days? We did a lot. Well, sometimes we did, we had a couple of Sundays or Saturdays your time. We did a couple of Wednesday, like during the week at five PM because we were both at the same time zone for once. Right. Oh, that's true. In any case, uh, yeah, it's our first time. Uh, Keith has been with us in like three weeks, a month. It feels like it's been forever. Keith, how are you doing? I don't think it's actually been that long. I think I was in an episode like somewhere in the middle there, but the last episode you guys recorded at midnight. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, uh, good to hear I'm, Keith's good. dulcet tones again. Doing swell. Cool. Ads, how about you? How are you doing? I've had a few close calls with COVID, but I apparently I'm still never gotten COVID still. I did another test yesterday. Still negative. So everyone around you is getting COVID, but you're fine? Pretty much, yeah. Eh, not bad. All right, Ads, uh... First snow, first time. It was very um. What do you say? It, it was very waxes offline apparently. So he's back. Uh, no, he's back. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was yeah. underwhelming because it was it not randomly much disconnected. Snow. It yeah, randomly, randomly disconnected, disconnected me. But oh, you're back. You're back. Yeah. It was. It was just like sprinklings of snow. It immediately like melted on the floor. Anywhere the sun was out, it like only stayed where there was a bit of shade. I touched it. It was cool. It was cold. But I I don't consider it... I've seen snow now, but I don't consider it... I've experienced snow until I can make a snow angel. That's the bar for how much... Like when people say it's snowing, but like if, if you've lived in a snowy environment, I feel like you wouldn't say what I saw was snow, right? It's not... Sorry, you wouldn't say it's snowing. Well, I, I guess I'm the only one who lives in a, in a snowy environment, right? Keith is, uh, I'm assuming, just lived in SoCal his entire life. So he's, he also has never seen, not, not, not never seen snow, but I hardly ever has a chance to see snow either. So Yeah, I would, uh, I, I go to the snow. I don't live in snow. Yeah, so I would say that for the most part, you're right. You know, you, you got to get at least a little bit of coverage on the ground for it to feel like it's actually snowed. But at the same time, there's still kind of like a aesthetic to just watching the snow fall, you know, looking out a window in the winter, just watching the snow come down. So I think you got like, I don't know, maybe like 30% of it at least. Yeah, but like the thing I want is I want to make a snow angel. So that's we'll like see. your... Yeah. Can you we'll see tonight. tell me tell me where that comes from? Like wait, what, what piece of media have you, been, have you been consuming since your youth that makes you feel like you got to do that? What ad is it like a popular anime trope? Like, where's where's that come out from? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like where it comes from, but I feel like it's in like every movie, right? When the kids first see snow, they do make a snow angel. Like, I can't tell you like an exact place. If that okay, makes sense. it's it's just it's just a combination of like reading children's books and cartoons and like, oh, yeah. just just everything, all the media you consumed since youth about about uh, winter and Christmas. It's talking, you gotta go line and snow make snow angels. Keith, when's the last time you made a snow angel? I don't think I've ever made a snow angel. Do adults do that? I feel like it's such like a child's activity. I feel like it's a tourist activity. 
Like, and I'm a tourist. Yeah. So it would like, it like makes sense for you, but like I feel like I don't think anybody who is accustomed to snow would necessarily bother unless they were really into snow. Like I can't say no adult would do it because like Disney adults exist and they'd probably do it if they could. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, the thing is, like, if you're not dressed for it, you're just gonna get fucking snow everywhere, and it's gonna melt, and it's gonna be a fucking pain. It's just worth. It's worth. It's not worth the trouble. Is, is what I would say. But I guess it's it's worth doing once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I'm no. It's not that the the only problem, right? Is I don't really have snow gear, and apparently, mm-hmm. well, not apparently. Mm-hmm. It seems obvious now. I think about it, but like doing that snow angel will get me really wet. That's what I'm saying. You, you need the right clothing. Like if you don't have, if you don't have snow gear, you're just gonna go in there. You're gonna lie down. And you're gonna get a shit ton of snow stuck stuck to you, and then like, the second you go inside, it's gonna be a, be a fucking pain in the ass. That's probably what's gonna happen to me. But I, I'm going. Um, I'm going skiing. Not not um this weekend. Next weekend, and I should be like renting snow gear, so that should be fun. Oh, nice! It's so uh, you're you're gonna enjoy uh, your first uh, real winter by doing the most dangerous winter sports possible. Exactly. I I told my girlfriend that I'm like, you know, I know somebody whose dad, who's like a professional skier, died skiing, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. it's okay. So, so wait, wait, what context was that? You you're saying you're explaining your decision to go skiing, and you you connected it to a death wish. No, well, she she, she was like, it's so safe, like you'll be fine, and I'm just like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't think so. Wait, wait, where is she from? Um, Texas. Okay, so, yeah, uh, I I would not call skiing safe. I don't think anyone calls skiing safe. She's case. been skiing her entire life, so. Oh, oh, you you're going as a her. As a what? So she so was she was she like trying to reassure you because she thought you might be afraid or or does she genuinely not know it's one of the most like most like dangerous recreational activities? No, she knows it's one of the most dangerous activities. So she's trying so she's trying to just like make you feel better in case yeah, you, but... you you're, you're yeah. But little does she know that uh, death does not scare you. I, I feel fact, like as a as a straight up beginner, it's not that dangerous. Yeah. Right. Also, you, you you just welcome death anyway. Actually, doesn't does she know that? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe yeah, you're saving that, that. Okay, cool. Oh wow, we're we're being very open at an early stage. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty open. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like many people would have like uh, just hidden the death wish until it's like way too late and they're in too deep. Have we have we done the whole pod thing about how like I don't want to live beyond sixty? So like if I die, if I've lived to sixty, I'll just like go to. Some Scandinavian country and just die on the on the slopes. Well, you you've really uh, you you've you've changed your stance. It used to be like fifty, wasn't it? I think it was you always sixty was the as the end point. But yeah. I could see myself going at fifty. But sixty is no, like the hard stop. No, I extended it. You extended it by like ten years. Anyway, oh, <laughs> I don't think that, so. That actually, that, actually, that actually leads me to. I was actually looking this up uh, a, a little a little while ago because I wanted to see what, what people's views on it. So. I don't know. It was like some sort of Pew Research Institute study, or you, or something, or your YouGov, and ask people how long they want to live. And for the most part, uh, I think it was like, like people generally like they they say that you they want to live a natural life, like somewhere in like the seventies to eighties. Like that's what people that's what it averages out to. 
But the funny thing of, of the way it breaks down is like the younger you are, and this shouldn't be surprising, I guess, the younger you are, uh, your your desired your supposed desired lifespan is shorter. And as you get older, the people say, Oh, you know what? It, it'll be okay to live till ninety, it'll be okay to live to hundred. So basically, like the older you get, the more attached you become to life. Or that is a, or the older you get, the more you realize, hey, getting old is it doesn't suck as much as you as you thought. I, I don't know what it is. See, maybe see, it's clinging. Maybe maybe it does suck, and it's just a clinging on. Or maybe as you get older, you realize that it's not so bad. See, here's the thing, right? I'd I'd be down to live to one hundred and one. Uh, sorry, not one hundred and one. Yeah. One hundred and four. Okay. The only reason I want to live to 104 is so I can say that I've experienced three centuries of living. And that, that's basically impossible for my brother to say because he was born in the year 2000. And I'd be one up on my okay. brother. Actually, I'd be All one right. up on my... Actually, now that I think about it, I'd be one up on my brother regardless unless he lives to 100. So I need to know two things from like some genie in a bottle. I need to know how long he will live and how long... I can live, or I can, and if I, actually, the first wish would be, how old does my brother live to? And my second wish mm-hmm. would be, if knowing whether he like lives to 100 plus, 100 plus, uh, more than 99, I would say, I want to live to 104. And then that's okay. All right. So you just want to up your brother no matter what? Yes. Right, right now I'm one-upping him. But if I die and he, end, like, then I can't like control him. <laughs> not living, <laughs> not dying. All right. Well, uh, that that that's a very weird competition to have with your brother, but uh, you know what? Uh, we we can like uh, look into your weird family relationships at another date, unless you want to talk about it right now. No, it's fine. Okay. Is is this getting revenge on your on your brother for almost dying when he was young? I don't know. I don't I actually don't know how that would be getting revenge. Mm, no, it's not. He's art. He's already tried to lose. He's already actively tried to lose the contest. So I, I don't. I don't know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, I mean, is, trying, is that what man. happened? Is that what happened? Because like he 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 set the bar when he was so young. The rest of your life has been sort of a race to try try to die faster. Yeah, pretty much. All right. You know that that made no sense at all, and it, it was kind of morbid. But uh, we'll, we'll move on. Okay. Yeah. You can go for it. Alright, right, what do you want to talk about first? Um, should we just do? Should we get the um, the good old uh, uh musical thing out of the way? Uh, yeah, sure. You know what? You, you this is one of the few things that you, you seem to be actually looking forward to talking about on the pod instead of doing it out of obligation. So, so let's go with it. Uh, you fi- you finally finished watching Hamilton? Yep. So the last time we talked about it, I had finished Act. Do they, do they call them Act 1 and Act 2? Is that how they go with them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'd finished Act 1. I had pretty high praises for Act 1. And I was going into Act 2. And Act 2 was fine. But just fine. In fact, it was a little bit below fine. It was the point... So you you brought up that... um, and I'll bring up the song list a little later. But you'd brought up the point of like, how did I feel about the the rapping? And up until that point, the rapping was used a lot more sparsely. Um, until this point, and then and I feel in the second half they really went hard on the rapping. I don't know if anyone else got caught that vibe. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, and it, it didn't 
like when it was used sparsely and there's like a little bit of like a like adding a little take like a twist to it to it it was fine but once it became like a major part i felt like it was weak and kind of took away from it so that was my perspective on it so i i have given like the first if i was like rating each half i'd say the first half was like a seven or an eight and then the second half also the second half's like just storyline isn't as compelling as well uh for four or five That's my so end, ending up rounding out around about six or seven. I think that I'm. I mean, you're. I don't think you're alone in this take by any means, because I think generally speaking, most people think that the weakest part of Hamilton is uh, Lin Manuel Miranda's rapping and singing, it, and and singing. But yeah, I'll talk about him later. But yeah, keep going. Uh, act so personally, I think Act One is much stronger than Act Two in in many of the ways that you described. Um, but Act Two has probably my favorite songs. I agree. I, of I the also whole show think. in it. Uh, but well, I do, I do think Act One is is definitely stronger. Yeah, I'm trying to find a. Uh, one that has the Hamilton like music split between acts. Okay, I got a fan of that on Wikipedia. Okay, keep, keep going, keep going. Yeah, so um, it, a big part of it is that uh, the show, in in my opinion, I and I'm someone who like I will literally listen to the whole show all the way through, like regularly. Um, but I think the I think a lot of the show is carried by um, Leslie Odom Jr., who plays Aaron Burr, and yep. Renee Goldsberry, who plays Angelica. Yep. And they're the the family dynamic in Alexander's early years in the first half um, is really good, and then the family dynamic in the in the second act is really good, but. Um, as much as I love uh, Davi Diggs and the rest of the cast, the sort of like political battle for the most part between um, Hamilton on one side and Jefferson and Madison on the other side, I don't really like Jefferson's character all that much. So it that's what brings down the second act for me. Yeah, I I would say that true too. I also like the the part where they try and bring in Hamilton's son. I just find like to be, I I get like the the attempt to like bring in Hamilton's son and cause like a fall from grace. Even though like the the real fall from grace for Hamilton is the whole affair, right? Yeah. Um, but I f I feel like they focus less on the affair and more on the on his son's death as the cause of his like fall from grace. Um, like I just want to pull out a couple of songs. Like there are some songs that are just awful. Like they have some weird like techno EDM shit in them, and then there's like some weird auto tune in some of them. Like the the Reynolds pamphlet song is awful. It's just weird. Like it, it's like such an awful song, and I get like it's supposed to be different. I just don't think it's a good song. There was another one that was that really stuck out to me, but that one in particular. Like last night, I was listening to Hamilton, the soundtrack, and that song I was just like. 
I'd, I'd, I honestly, I don't, I don't listen to the whole thing back to front, but I, I pick out songs that I, I, I liked. Yeah. Um, and you know what? You know, you said Act Two was had your, some of your favorite songs. I was gonna say my favorite song is on Act Two, but it's actually just before Act Two starts. So I was wrong. What are your favorite song? What's your favorite song from that Act Two? Then? From Act Two, my favorite yeah. songs are uh, "The Room Where It Happens." Okay, that's and good song. Yeah, yeah. it's "Quiet Uptown." I think those are they're basically the uh, maybe for the whole show, but definitely for the second act the highest point and the lowest point as far as like the emotional part of the show is the room where it happens where um they're taught it's the it's like how the the deal Hamilton got control of the banks and yeah, yeah, yeah. the capital ended up in the south uh leslie odom jr his performance in the song is incredible yep and then it's quiet uptown is just it's probably the emotional, like the the low emotional epicenter of the entire show. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't really like it. it's quiet uptown. I do like the room where it's happening. Like, it's not that I don't like quiet uptown, but it's just fine. It's also that I don't like the like low emotional point. I don't think it's well executed in like the storyline at all. Yeah, um, I do, but I do agree with you on the Reynolds pamphlet. I I like the Reynolds pamphlet, but it doesn't fit the rest of the show. Yeah, it just sort of it's just sort of like there is like a fun jokey sort of song, it and it's it's the weird thing about it is there's what there's one part of that song which I really like and it's when, um, Angelica comes back from London and she's like, Mm-mm. yeah, uh, like how could you do this and I'm not on your side I'm here for my sister and what like and whatnot that part <laughs> was cut from a different song like it was originally written as part of a different song that goes in there it might have been the original version of burn or it was another song to go alongside it i forget but it was cut and then just added into the reynolds pamphlet and i think that song on its own is much better and the reynolds pamphlet should have been uh changed So yeah, right. I, I agree with you about the Reynolds pamphlet thing. The thing that really stands out to me, and it's good that you brought up um, the room where it happens, because I feel like that is where the show kind of pushes Aaron Burr to the side, and you, like you said, like uh, Aaron, I forget the guy's name, the guy who plays Aaron Burr, Leslie Odom uh, Jr. Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, he he like he's like the emotional carry of the show almost. Um, yeah, and when that that's the part where he takes back, like he's no longer the second main character and now it's thomas jefferson as the main as the second main character and he gets like inputted into the show a couple of times after that but like it's kind of just as an aside right um, mm. um until the think, until the end of the until the end yeah yeah until the end show, yeah i think that 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 song from that song on to it's quiet uptown the, the show kind of the, the like the storyline kind of loses its weight yeah i i agree it's a lot of like uh, Washington's presidency and Jefferson and Madison like conspiring yeah. and like all this stuff. And it's not really like like it sort of loses its way in that that moment because Hamilton, even though like I think Hamilton is. Is stronger as uh, I don't really know how to describe this like he's stronger as a side character 
in the in the first act but it's still like about him and yeah, in the, yeah. the second act it, the, it's not really about him for the most part he's just sort of like a pawn more than like an active character for a lot of it mm-hmm. yeah okay max were you gonna say something no i was gonna ask well, I was just going to like uh, wrap it up, sort of, unless you have more to say specifically about it. But I, I was kind of wondering, in big picture, so this is two musicals you've watched uh, start to finish now, right? This is, mm-hmm. It's a fan of the opera and just this. Is yes. that correct? If so, we don't count like Disney musicals, yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, you obviously had like the uh, an idea of what a musical was, even, before, even if you had never watched a full musical. You don't really need to like watch a full one to understand what the general rubric is. Yeah. So, like, do you? But you know, having watched just two, do you kind of understand like why Hamilton became uh, arguably the most successful musical of all time? Is that right? It, it probably is, right? In terms of like, is it making money? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess, just guess it is. Um, well, maybe not. Maybe like over its like, like gazillion year run, led mid more something like that. But but you know, it it had one of the it had the highest peak of all of all time. I want to say. Whatever. In any case, do you understand why it was so successful? Like, what? Like, yeah, what, I understand what, what why you... it's so successful. I, I think, like, like Keith said, I think um, the guy who plays Aaron Burke carries the show. He's got an amazing performance. I also think, and uh, this was what I was going to come back to him again before. I get this dude wrote the fucking musical, but I feel like this this dude, uh, this dude being Lin-Manuel Miranda, this dude should know that he's written something really good and he should want his thing to be the best it could be and he should have known to take himself out of it. For yeah, it to be he the has best. It in him. He doesn't have any. But that's the truth. The truth is this the first half could be a 10 if it if it wasn't for him. For for me obviously like other people can label what they want. But this dude, like, legit, is like, I have built something so beautiful and I just want to fucking ruin it. Not ruin it, but, like, make it worse by putting myself into it. Uh. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, that's probably fair. I think it, the reason I say he doesn't have it in him is I'm pretty sure uh, his show before Hamilton in the Heights, the Broadway run for that, he played the main character as well, if I recall correctly. Yes. Um, so I think he just, you know, he, he loves to live on stage as well as, yeah. So, so know, it's yeah, with the pen. So Hamilton's still going, say, right? Like they're still recording it, but they're still, uh, oh, yeah, 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 they're still, they're still performing. And he's um, not, no, no, like, so, yeah, the, yeah, the way theater works is that if you have a successful musical theater piece, it goes for fucking ever. Like, and yeah, they yeah. rotate the cast like every you know couple of years or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Like, and there's Hamilton's and there's touring gonna... cast for it too. Yeah. So. yeah, so so there's there's gonna be like a cast. There's gonna be at least like a an Alexander Hamilton that you like better than him for sure at some point in time. I I, I don't know the cast totality. Do... The first one is probably gonna, never gonna be matched. Probably, but but who knows? Yeah, that's that's the thing book. where I'm like I I want to see Hamilton live, but I want to see Hamilton live where it's. Leslie Odom Jr. and Renee Elise Goldsberry and not Lynn Manuel Miranda and that's never gonna happen. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I, as a as a huge as a huge Lynn Miz fan, I'm gonna say that uh, like it's uh, it's still good live no matter who's performing, even if the underserved are performing. Like generally, the quality on Broadway is like is very good. 
Yeah. Or even 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 touring groups. Like in general, like, like I don't think I've ever been to like a musical theater performance in some random country where I was like, you know, this group of guys sucks. Like generally, like the people who do that stuff are they, there's like a pretty high floor. I feel like. Yeah, my, my friend went and watched them Hamilton in Australia, uh, like the Hamilton. What do you call it? Australian version. I don't know who was performing the Hamilton Australian version. He said it was really really good. Um. So even that one yeah. was. Quite good. Uh, just just to go back to act, uh, what did you, what did you think of um the guy? What's his name? The guy who does "You'll Be Back." Um. Oh my god. What is his name? I always forget his name. He's the guy in um King, mental King George, whatever. Yeah, it's King, King George, George yeah. but it's uh. Whatever. That's that's all I know him as. I have no idea what his actual name is. Jonathan Groff. Yeah, Jonathan Groff. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Uh, he. I I don't know. I mean, I like "You'll Be Back" as like a funny interlude, but it's I don't know. It's not really like a a big deal. Like a, you... it it acts yeah. as like a like a like a breather when he comes mm-hmm. in. Basically, he's just like the jokey caricature jester King George. It's not really like yeah. A... I, I used like, to like um... him. I used to like him, but uh, like like just like K-pop, his Twitter fans made me hate him. Unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's he's been he was big before uh he was, yeah. before Hamilton cuz he's um uh he's like Kristoff in Frozen and he was in Glee yep. before that and stuff, so he's like you know, he's got the stands out there. Mhm. Um I just found it that it came too much too many times. Like I like yeah, it. Yeah, I can see that. But I think I feel like they they overplayed it. Um, the cabinet battle as well. What do you think of the cabinet battles? Did you, did... I don't even remember the cabinet battles. If I'm being perfectly honest, do you they, think they, they like go in one ear and out the other? Do you think that he was inspired by like rap battles of history? Because mm, it sounds so much like epic rap battles of history. Like even the candor, the style. Like it's not. It's not like just like oh, I was inspired by hip hop. It sounds like inspired by that. Yeah, I mean it's possible. But like I said, to... I don't I don't really remember them. They're they're not like they <laughs> they don't stick with me whatsoever. Okay, fair. I, I was just checking the years. So so a big rap battles of history started in September twenty six, two thousand ten. When was Hamilton released? Two thousand sixteen? Something like that, two thousand fifteen. I think yeah. the first time he 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 performed it at a at at a one of the presidents balls or something like that for obama before that when he was working on it so it would have been sometime during the obama administration when he started yeah, working on it he, he did it in vassar college of course at vassar yeah i mean in defense if, if you're gonna like try to do that format like isn't that the really the only way it, it can be executed I, I i don't think like uh what is it epic rap battles history was uh doing anything like super novel that that's kind of like the way you're you're supposed to do it, if you if you yeah, uh, but... like execute that concept. Mm-hmm. But it just sounded so much like it was quite surprising. Yeah, that's, right. that's my that's my last thing on that. I agree. Um, I don't know what this what the dude who who played Aaron Bird is doing right now, but hope... my girlfriend was like something like his um his agent being famous said, and successful. His, his agent said you you'd get so many like offers after you do this show. And then he got like none, basically. 
was surprised about that. Oh, really? He, uh, he, I mean, he, well, Glass Onion, Knives Out 2 just came out. He's in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that just it came just out. released on Netflix today. Yeah, yeah. Um, Knives Out 1. He, he's yeah. been in a couple of, uh, a couple of other you. movies recently. Maybe I'm over-indexed on it because because like, Keith talks about him too. Well, someone talks about him too much. I don't know. I feel like I hear about him a lot. So maybe he's like I a talk Twitter about him thing. a lot. Okay, maybe it's a Keith thing. Maybe it's like he's a Keith's a fan, so I I get I over-index on his fame. Yeah, but what what was your? Uh, you said your favorite song was just before Act Two. So, um, what were you? What was your the, favorite the song from Act One? Okay. But again, that's ruined by Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, who like I, it's I, even worse in that song because he's literally like singing with, uh, with Leslie Odom Jr. Like, yeah, it's together. just the two of them. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like my dude. Like I, I don't know if you like listen to yourself and him, but maybe you should have taken the hint and rewrote that so that you wouldn't be like directly juxtaposing him. Yeah, I think my, like, overall, probably my favorite song, um, and a spoiler for what I'm going to recommend at the end, uh, is Wait For It. I think that's my... That's a really good one as well, especially with my the favorite whole crowd, song in the whole show. The whole, yeah, every, everyone coming in together, that's a really good one. Oh, I don't. Also, I, I love Nonstop, but I, like, I don't think it is a, a great song, but I'm a sucker for a good reprise, and it basically just is a reprise of the entire first act so yeah yeah it gets me going is it yeah i mean for the promotional materials is it most of it what they show in like the trailers and stuff like that from the first half uh probably other than the room where it happens i think that's probably uh would be included in there okay um I also have to, because 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 you, you talked about Linda Manuel Miranda and like his right his like incredible rising star, it, it brings me back to like an old topic, but uh, to just to rehash it, like he has to be like um like they have to be tapping him like right now to write the opening ceremony for the LA Olympics, right? Like that's like that's like a lock. It can't be anyone else at this point in time, right? Um... You think so? Because because we were debating like a couple of years ago, like you know who's the because we were saying, you know, performing for the Olympic opening ceremony sort of like establishes your status as like a all-time artist uh, for your country or your city. So, so we were talk- talking about a bunch of like LA artists who could perform. But it hit me that the person who's going to be directing it and writing the ceremony is like 100% going to be Lin-Manuel, right? It's got to be. Like who else would do it? Like the only other person I think of is like they would hire some, like, like, like I don't know, um... Who's that guy who wrote La La Land? What's his name again? Damien Chazelle? I have no they, idea. Like they could, I don't know his name. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they could maybe hire him the same way during the London Olympics. They hired that uh, that guy. Uh, what, what the fuck is his name? Dan, Danny Boyle. Like Danny, like they got a famous film director, I think, Danny Boyle, to you know direct and write the... Uh, opening ceremony for the London Olympics so they could go that path but I don't think they'll do that I think they'll just like go directly to Lin-Manuel and say hey you're the most famous like stage composer in the world right now and you're not Angelino you're from New York but I mean it's it's an American Olympics so I feel like it's kind of a lot that he's going to be writing that and it'll probably be good because like the stuff he makes is good so I look forward to it I look forward to it when it comes out in 2028 or whatever that is 
Queen's winning is a long time away, so I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like... I don't think his star is going to have, like, faded by 2028, like, that much. Unless he falls into, like, incredible disgrace like the guys in Japan, I I feel like he's, like, like a 90% right now, if I I had to bet. Like, he's he's the leader in the uh, the clubhouse to be the guy who, who directs the opening ceremonies. Yeah, I mean, he's still got he's still got stuff in the works. So, yeah, unless he has, I don't know if he'll have any sort of he just like, did a major scandals, but like yeah. all he, uh, all he does is make hits right now. Unless, all, unless right, his so work like falls off heavily somehow. What's his next thing? Because I know Encanto was a huge hit. Like that, that sort of guaranteed him relevance for like another two years. What's his next thing? Uh, he's got Little Mermaid coming up, the live action Little Mermaid. Right next year is he like is he rewriting like Tim Lincoln or whatever songs or whoever wrote songs back then? Um, he is a co-composer. So they're writing new songs. Probably, they're probably oh, using new and old songs. Oh, that's pretty interesting. They did they do um, that for like Beauty and the Beast? I don't think they did, from what I remember. I don't know. Well, I know Milan didn't have songs, so there's that. And Lion King was all the old, their old songs, right? Did they get like random people to write new songs? If they did, none of them succeeded because I haven't heard of any of them. Um, so it, no, they did a companion honestly, album for Lion King. Oh, companion album. Yeah, but, but the actual did a companion album. But the actual songs in the movie were just the Elton John songs. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense because Elton John like they're they're still amazing. So. But yeah. So on March seventeenth, twenty seventeen. It was announced that Alan Menken, who previously scored and co-wrote songs for the original film, would return oh, as the Alan film's Menken. composer and to write new songs alongside producer Lin Manuel Miranda. A producer, okay. I, I don't know what that I don't know what that means. Produce what, what do producers do? Producer Keith. Uh, pay for things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're the Wait, names are, that are, are you... attached that get things made. Are you paying for this pod? Uh, yes. Oh shit! Yeah, so you you really are the uh, executive producer. Yeah. Um, and then he's right. uh, he's playing Hermes in Percy Jackson for Disney Plus. All right. He's going to sing. Well, oh, I mean, I, I guess you guys don't want him to sing, so so maybe this is good for you guys. He's moving on from singing to just acting. Yeah, oh. I don't think that's gonna be a musical, but who knows? Oh, what one last one last tangent off my tangent. Do you think Daft Punk is performing at the Paris twenty twenty four Summer Olympic Games? Mm, I doubt it. They have to, right? Because I was thinking, who's the who the most famous French artist is right now? And even though they're technically retired, I feel like they gotta drag them out of retirement for like one like one appearance at the opening ceremonies. That has to happen, right? Maybe, maybe they do, but I don't know. I don't know. How, I, couldn't like... think of, I couldn't think of anyone who's going to perform in France. Like, like, well, who's who's like super mainstream famous? It's like uh, it's like Phoenix is the only other band I know. But maybe that's because like, I'm I'm a I'm a um, boomer millennial. Like, who else is like a famous French artist right now? Like world famous French artist, I want to say. I don't know. Like, I'm not that being to the French scene. I'd have to check your classical French. Yeah. But off the top of my head, it was it was just Daft Punk and and like Phoenix, but maybe that's just me being myopic. Yeah. Yeah. No clue. 
All right. Let's 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 move on to our next. Time. Are we done with uh, Hamilton? And any final takes, or do we want to move on? Yeah, we're done. Wait, wait I want to see Keith's rating. Oh right, we're doing scores. Wait, we're doing my scores. my rating out of what for Hamilton? Ten. Ten. Uh, overall, my rating for Hamilton is probably uh an eight. Okay. Wait, did you, did you rate Phantom the Opera? I forgot if we actually did scores for it. Did I rate Phantom of the Opera? Did, did anyone rate it? I don't know. I've never seen Phantom of the Opera, so yeah, I, was, I was wondering if like ads is bringing up the ratings right here for because it's consistent with the past, or are you just bringing it out here out of nowhere. I don't know. I don't think I rated the Phantom of the Opera. I'd rate the Phantom okay. of the Opera like a four or five. Then five. Let's okay. say five. Five out of ten. Okay. What's Hamilton then? Seven or six? Six or seven? Six point five. Six. Or- 6.5 out of 10. Wow, you're, you're very stingy with your scores. What, what's the next one you're watching? What's the next one on the docket? Les Mis? Uh, I think it's Les Mis, yeah. <clears throat> okay, uh, what, what are you going to watch, though? Because like, the movie is crap, so it's you got to watch it. Right. But is there, is there like a cinematic stage performance version you can watch or are you going to watch like the 10th like the what is it the 20th anniversary special or whatever it is i i have no idea how we're going to watch it but apparently watching it um what's your rating for sneakerella i haven't watched it yet damn we, we me and wax were like discussing this did you actually want me to watch sneakerella <laughs> yeah, I, I heard it last time i was like why wax could wax said he he thought i was recommending it sarcastically i was not i was genuinely recommending it that's what made me hold back i'm not okay I'm, I'm not recommending it as like this is an incredible musical you should definitely watch it i'm just recommending it as like it's essentially a what is a disney channel musical so there's there's that if you didn't if you so the thing is right if you didn't grow up with disney channel musicals you'll have no affinity for it whatsoever but because it uh how should i say this because there's there's some there's some hip-hop involved with it as well i just want you to see it to experience it um, and also, there are two logics in it. Okay. Okay, I'm and not sure what he means by that, but... Logic? The half black, half white rapper? Oh! There there are two of him in it. Okay, now... And it's that. hilarious. I see. Okay. Alright. Um, you got in, me intrigued. In yeah. So, so watch watch that for fun for Keith, but also watch Olivia's for fun for Wax because it's uh, it's my favorite, it's my favorite musical, and I actually have strong opinions on it. So I, I want to see it. What, what do you think of it? Yeah, all right. I, I have I have very strong opinions about it. Not very strong opinions. I I just like it a lot. I guess that that's a strong opinion. I suppose. All right, okay. moving on. All right, moving on. Uh, what what what, what do we got next? Oh, we 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 got Christmas topics. It's the it's the twenty third. We're recording on the twenty third in the uh, U.S. Twenty four, the morning of the twenty fourth in um uh, in Japan. Yeah. All right. Which all right, which Christmas topic do you want to go with first? Do you want to go with Christmas movies or do you want to go for what do you want for Christmas? Let's go. Let's go with what do you want for Christmas. I'll, I'll just pick it. Okay. 
All right, so I, I just picked it off like a tweet that went viral a couple of, like a week ago, which is basically, uh, men, every list says you want beard oil, a pocket knife, or something leather. What do you actually want? So it, it's a very tongue-in-cheek uh, tweet, and uh, people replying to this joke with the various serious responses. So, Ed, what are, what are your thoughts on just generally uh, gift-giving around Christmas, and uh, do you actually want anything? Um, damn, I lost, I lost the, I lost the meme photo. The meme photo? What? It was like, (laughs) what do you want for Christmas? And then you had like, um, you had like, oh, here we go, share more replies. I can't find it. Anyways, uh, it was like a a girl in a tennis skirt or something like that. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Right. Um, I mean, what was I going to say? You know what I want? I want, you know what I want other than that I do want that um hold on, hold on. I'm gonna okay. find I, I send this to... oh my god you, you, you're gonna you're gonna try to make a visual a visual joke through uh, no, no, the no. podcast it, again. it was like the Mav, Maslow Mas, Mavlova Maslow's um yeah, self, tri- triangle self, self fulfillment yeah pyramid pyramid not triangle I don't know why it's a triangle um and the top part is like a gun and then the bottom part is all one thing. It's pussy from a girl who wears tennis skirts. That's, that's okay. what I need. And I and I asked you a question about tennis skirts, and you didn't ask my question. Did you? What did you say about tennis skirts? What What defines a tennis skirt? Like, what What makes a skirt a tennis skirt? Is it like the the pleats? I don't know. What does make a tennis skirt? And well, that's what I was asking you. Like, what, what's what What differentiates a tennis skirt from a regular I think, skirt? I think it does it's, need to be pleated. It's the pleats, right? So it's yeah, like it's pleated. I was wondering if this tweet was like revealing a fetish that it was not previously aware of. That that's that that was why I was wondering. Yeah, because because you know like people like people develop fetishes over various articles of clothing, often very specific articles articles of clothing. And I was wondering if people some people were like really really into only skirts that have pleats for some reason, not regular skirts, but but only pleated skirts, and it made sense. I was like you know what that. I could see people being into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry. Keep yeah, going. What I actually want for Christmas <laughs> is socks. What kind of what kind of socks? Socks that make my feet not cold because my feet are cold all the time now. So I, I was gonna say that uh, isn't that sort of a stereotype? I feel like people bring it up all. I see this meme all the time. On internet in some weird form, people thought, "Oh, you know, the sign that you're you've grown up, or the sign that you're old, is that for Christmas you don't want you know toys or trinkets. You want like socks and underwear and, and sweaters. When you actually want those, it's a sign that you've become an adult or something like that." Like, I feel like I've seen that that meme a gazillion times. So are, yeah, are you affirming that. that? Are you? I'm, are aff- you, I'm affirming that. that I changed the- where you at. It's it's changed this year. Are you saying you graduated into adulthood exactly this year? Yeah, once I became closer to six uh, to thirty than twenty, it was that's what happened. <laughs> All, right. All right, maybe it's just a function of your metabolism slowing down, so not not you actually feel cold. Maybe um, I think it's just I've moved to a climate that's much colder than the Sydney. Um, well, it's your first and... winter, right? So you went yeah, completely it's my first unprepared. You were completely unprepared, and you're like you're you're finally buying a winter wardrobe. Well, so I I came in um, April, which was like the end of the middle of spring. So I was going through spring, summer, autumn, mm-hmm. and obviously when you move, like you only have two two pairs, 
two pieces of luggage. So I packed summer and a bit of autumn clothing because that's like the most efficient packing, right, for for my first couple months here. And then I had some winter clothes shipped over. And I have like a pretty good array of like jackets and jumpers and like, ther- not thermals, but like, you know, the, the heat tech from, from, um, Uniqlo at Australia. Yeah. But I don't have, what I don't have is good socks. I just wear the same. I actually love my socks. I'm actually really picky about socks and I've tried a lot of socks and I only like these Adidas socks. Um, but they're not that warm. They're made for like playing sports. So for the first time in your life, you have to wear socks that go above your ankle. Is that, no, is that I, me? I always wear socks above, above the ankle. Oh, really? Okay. I had a phase you don't... where I, I, I wore no-shows. And mm-hmm. the problem with no-shows is almost every single brand's pair of no-shows are trash. They're fucking awful. They're awful quality. They feel ratty. They don't have so many brands. Like You, you should be banned from making sh- socks if you make no-shows and they don't have that little piece of rubber that sticks to your to your um, ankle so that it doesn't roll down your foot all the time. Okay, I don't even know what you're talking about. You don't know. There's a, they, have, they have like no-shows that have like a, like a rubber. They, like, they got like a heel pad. grip at the bottom. It's not adhesive. It's just got a, like a grip at the bottom to like keep it together. It's like silicone heel grip. I'll take your word for it. In any case. When was socks. the last? Have you ever watched worn no-shows? Uh, I, I wear like very low socks, but not maybe not no shows. I, I per se I below I ankle. Wear yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But not no shows. Okay. Um, yeah, I almost exclusively wear above ankle, like m- not mid mid th- uh, not mid shin, but a bit low below mid mid shin socks. Almost. Exclusively I'm sorry. Wear those. I'm sorry. What was topic again? Oh, what, what we want for Christmas? All right, right. Yeah, so, so I want I want socks. They have to be long. They have to be comfortable, and they have to feel good on your foot. That's very important. And they have to be warm. All right. All right. My 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 recommendation is just buy like a shit ton of like uh like shitty uh hiking not shitty like okay hiking socks. Just buy hiking socks. Like that that's that's all I wear during the winter. I I just wear like a, like a bunch. I just rotate between hiking socks. And it doesn't really matter if they're made out of wool or they're made out of acrylic or like it's whether they're expensive or not. Just hiking socks in general, like that, like no one makes. Okay, maybe you'll disagree, but I want to say like the floor on socks has gone up a lot since the nineteen nineties. So if you just buy like a, like a big bundle of like okay hiking socks, that, that should get you through winter. I see. Yeah. What do you want, wax? Uh, what what do I want? So I brought this up is because uh. I, I hate I hate gift giving and it's just like it's the bane of my life. It's one of those things where uh, so so whenever I go back to Korea, I feel like it's, generally what happens is people who live abroad when they go back, when they go back to Korea for the first time in a long time, they bring shit back, right? It's like oh, and and I I understand why this custom used to be a thing because like a long time ago, it, it, before like in the eighties and seventies. Before Korea signed all these free trade agreement treaties, and before people imported everything from New York City to to Korea, there was actually stuff you could get you couldn't get in Korea, or stuff that was like much cheaper in the states than they were than it was in Korea. So it, it made sense to buy that kind of stuff. But now it's it just like now I don't get the point. It's it's literally just a token. Of, it's the gift is just a token saying I bought this for you. Like 
I lugged this all the way, like, like, 10, like 5,000 miles across the ocean when you can literally get everything for it. So I, I, I hate uh, not just Christmas gift, gift giving, but just all sorts of gift giving. It's, it's, a, it's such, such a pain. So, yeah. That's my way of saying I'm very selfish and I don't like showing appreciation to other, other people, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, but what do you want, though? Well, I don't want anything. So, so the thing is that, like, I would prefer, I would prefer, cause, so the way it works is, um, but, uh, how much do you believe in, uh, so obviously I believe that some people, there are, there are people who give gifts without any expectation of reciprocation. Like, there are probably genuinely people who just give to give and they feel good and they don't want anything back. But what percent of people do you actually think are that way? How many people do you think give gifts because they actually want something back? Like, or they have like some percentage of like, oh, you know, if I give someone a gift, they'll they'll pay me back or uh, they'll give me something at least. Like, how much of you think is like truly altruistic? I think it, I think most people expect like a gift back, maybe not of equal like value, but a, a gift back is pretty standard. I think. I feel right. like most people. Okay, I don't. This is one of those things I don't. I don't know the right way to phrase this. I feel like most people don't expect that but they're not not expecting it oh yeah yeah that's what i meant that i agree i agree with the way you're wording like i feel like most people just don't think that deeply about it right like it doesn't matter either way but i feel like at a subconscious level they buy into the gift giving culture of like hey we are we'll all throw into this pot where we give gifts to each other and they're not really concerned about maybe like calculating the value of what they get versus what they what they've given but they sort of buy into the culture of like hey i'm gonna give gifts i'm gonna get gifts back like it's sort of like a very uh generic very accepted holiday culture in america and i just hate it i would rather we just don't give gifts to to, to other people we just don't do it at all maybe we, we send some christmas cards or maybe we you know we, we call our relatives but the actual part of like buying gifts for a lot of people it, it's I, I i i hate all that shit I think I, I, um, I don't I don't want anything and I don't want to give anyone anything like that. That's what I wish for. That's fair. Uh, so that's the gift that you want. From people yes, I, yes. My, the gift I want is the destruction of gift culture, the eradication of gift culture. Is what I want. Okay, fair. I, I get that. I, I think um with gifts, the the biggest problem is the fact that most a lot of people not most people a lot of people see. What do they see? They they give gifts that are not only just terrible, but they're also terrible for. Like the, the person doesn't want them, and they're just gonna be wasted. Like, they're just gonna be wasted. Whereas I feel like socks or like food are pretty safe gifts because they will just eat it and they'll be gone. Oh, see, see that's the thing. Like, would you take the, food? The, the, like, so so like here, here's other something. thing. So here's the other thing. So I I know a couple of people and who are really into the gift giving culture, where it's like they they find meaning in the giving of gifts, even if the gift is kind of shitty. It's like because you know those kind of people, right? They're like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm not that person, but yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just gonna give this person like a, like a trinket or something useless. And like a but a bunch of people I know are like that. They're like, oh hey, here here's this thing. And some of them it's like just, it's just really selfless. They're just they're they really I I could believe that. They don't want anything back. They just enjoy the act of gift giving, even if it's something useless. And I hate that. Like you're just giving me junk that I'm gonna throw away. Like someone went to Australia and bought me like a jar of like Marmite. I'm like I I threw I honestly threw it in the trash. Like 
on on that day on the way home, I threw it in the trash because I'm not going to yeah. eat this, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it in the pantry and then throw it out six months later. I know I'm going to throw it out. I'm never going to open it, so I just threw it in the trash immediately. My my family is like that. Um, whenever yeah. whenever anybody goes anywhere, basically, they'll always bring back like a t-shirt, a shot glass, a keychain, a hat, a bag, like something for everybody. Right. Like they'll come back with like 30 gifts or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, my mom went to San Francisco like uh, earlier this year and uh, she bought back, she bought me a hoodie and like a t-shirt and they're like San Francisco branded, like one's from a museum and one's from like the city. And like, thanks. Like, and I can't throw them away. It's It's from my mom. I can throw away the Marmite because it's from all my friends, but this is from my mom, and like she'll like, like what like she'll know that I've thrown it away or that I've never worn it. So so now I have to keep it and like wear it like once, and it's just like uh, it's it's. Do you wear it thing. when you go see her? Well, so I, I made sure to wear it like when I was there, like so she so she gave it to me when, when I was in Korea like a uh, like a week ago. So I made sure to wear, wear them around with the hoodie around when she was there. Now I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. Now it's just here. And like, I'll, I'll probably have to keep in mind. I'll probably have to make sure to wear it next year when I, when I visit, because I'm sure she's making a mental note. So. Yeah, but you can fair. just wear it at home. Yeah. That's why I would do just wear suit like that. Huh? No, but like I already have a lot of hoodies and this is not even my most comfortable hoodie. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever gotten a some like a shirt or something that I was so against that I wouldn't just put it on at home. Just like, like maybe I wouldn't wear it out, but like, it's like whatever. I'll just throw something on. Then you know, I, have I mean, a yeah, shirt for it. I mean, now that I have it, I'll probably toss it into the rotation. But it wouldn't be like my first pick when I'm like, okay, well, like you, you know, when, when you do your laundry. And and the, yeah. you raid your clothes and and you have your your like your your rotation of like your your yeah, your, your, your your top your tier go, right yeah your go to hoodie yeah. for like just chilling everyone has that yeah it's it, like like none of these clothes clothing are gonna fit that so I don't know it, 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 it this is tough because because my mom's like a very big uh, give people random gift stuff gift person so I I have a tough time squaring this no so I, I feel like I think is is it gift giving in particular that you have an issue with or do you just never want anyone to give you anything ever um what do you mean like as a gift or for like for free just like just like I, i don't even know how to describe this like um Like, I don't want anyone. It's, to like it's not anything. necessarily like a like a gift, but if like oh my goodness, I don't like if you're like you like you said it's like I get I guess it sort of answers the question because your mom is like giving you like a hoodie that you don't want or something like that, but it's 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 different because it's just like a traveling thing, but like if she was just like. I know you like Snorlax. Here's a Snorlax t-shirt that I saw and she just gave it to you. Like it's not a gift, but like she's just giving you a t-shirt. Do you view that the same way? Like there's there's no occasion for it or anything. Like nothing happened. She just saw a t-shirt and she was like, maybe you would like this t-shirt. Uh, That's in my opinion. 
I, I, I guess I should differentiate it a little bit because maybe like maybe that was a bad example with, with my mom getting me like the the San Francisco branded shirts because like it, it it in generally like stuff from my mom is like more more okay. So I, I probably should have brought up a different example in terms of like people just in general doing holiday you know exchange stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's probably that's probably not, that's probably not the best example. And honestly, even though the even though like I I didn't find the uh, San Francisco branded stuff to be particularly uh, useful, but yeah, because the the re- so the reason I was asking is because like when I ask for stuff for Christmas or when when somebody asks me what I want for Christmas and I'm like this is what I want, it's usually just something that I was planning on getting anyway. Right. Like there's, there's nothing like, there's nothing like special that I want, but like, if I was like, uh, recently I was playing, uh, Marvel's midnight suns and the loading times are horrendous. So I was like, all right, I need an SSD finally to deal with these loading times before I play this. So I was already planning on getting an SSD. And then my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, okay, I'll, I'll I want an SSD just because that's like the next thing that I was going to get on my list. So that's like, it's always, cause it's, it's never like, I, I don't, I, I guess since I was like a kid, I guess it, it it's never been like, here's something random that you may or may not like. Right. It's always like somebody asks you, what do you want? And it's like, what's, so I'm like, what is the number one like practical thing that I need next? And like, that's what I want for Christmas, just because it's what I need on next that. on my list and Christmas is happening. Some people yes. hate the fact that you ask them, like, what do they want? Like, it goes back to the thing that Wax was talking about, about how like people really yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's, thing. that's like, that's like deep, deep American like gift giving culture where it's like, no, like we're, we're making a big deal out of like everyone gets something for Christmas for the big family gathering. And if that was my family, I, I would have to kill myself. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, 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 that that ain't it. I'm with you on that one. Like, would you take money or a gift card as a gift? Yes. Okay. What? Most of the time. It, it, like, So that's the other thing. If I don't have something specific in mind that I need next, it's I'm just like, give me money. I'll figure it out. Ads. Ads. What, what, are you, what are you getting your girlfriend for Christmas? What am I getting her? First off, she's not Christian. So she doesn't really what? celebrate Christmas. She's not yeah, Christian. but she's American. Yeah, she's American. She's, though, she's so. American. Yeah. What did I get her? I got her... She's American um, and she's Korean and she's living in Japan. That's like the the trinity of like you gotta do commercial Christmas shit, like uh, the holy trinity of it. She's yeah. not even here, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but you got one. So one American, two Korean. Koreans love Christmas. Living in Japan, the Japanese people love Christmas. I want to say that those are the three countries that love Christmas the most as a commercial holiday. Like literally the three country, the three countries. Yeah. So it is. I am getting her something. I'm getting her. A new screen protector for her MacBook because her current one looks like so horrendously disgusting. Is this her opinion or your opinion? My opinion. Okay. So it's something <laughs> she never would have changed, but you looked at it once and you're like, that's gross. That, so, so yeah, ba- bas- basically, you're, so- you're giving... It, it's a gift for yourself because you don't want... Because you, you get fucking pissed off every time you look at her screen. So, so you're just Yeah, well, and we, to, we, to we watch a lot better. of stuff on her on her MacBook. So, so like you. Just, like I can't handle this. Like honestly, this I can't. You. I can't. That and I'm getting her um, a tennis skirt. 
Okay. Of course. She actually plays tennis, though. She actually, she actually plays tennis. All right. What, 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 what is she getting you? She already gave me my present. She, she's leaving. All right. Um, she got me some strawberry-themed biscuits that were really good, and she got me a T-shirt. Strawberry-themed? What the fuck strawberry-themed? Like Strawberry-flavored, sorry. I don't know why I said yeah, themed. Man. <laughs> okay. What, well, you're what, making what's fun of this slang. What's the T-shirt? Uh, Is it a band spy... T-shirt? No, it's a Spy Family T-shirt. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it for myself personally. I, I actually went through a phase where I bought too many anime T-shirts. And then I just had so fucking many. Like every every time there was a drop, like at Uniqlo, it's like ten dollars, man. I can buy a ten dollars shirt, fuck it. And then like the, yeah, I, right. I was at the point where I had like twenty of them, and I'm like, well, this is too many, so I'm gonna stop doing that. Wait, wait, how, how did this? Can I can you explain how this exchange worked? Did she just drop these gifts on you, and like she was expecting to get something from you in return? Like, well, how did this happen? Like, was was it awkward for you to to like get get a gift and have nothing prepared? It was. I I told her I didn't have anything yet. She knew. Wait, 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 what day was this? Yesterday. All right. So so you knew it was going to be yesterday and you didn't have anything prepared. Despite I didn't know it was going to be yesterday. I thought we were doing after. Oh, okay, okay. So, so it's, it's, not, it's, it's not you fucking up. It's understandable. No, you although, definitely, although maybe, it's him I, fucking I, up either way. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah, in, in her mind, you, you, you fucked up, so. You, yeah. you, should, you should probably, yeah, you should probably something that that's like not like a screen protector that's only serves you. You should, you should like add something else to the oh, list. It's a tennis skirt, <laughs> which also just serves him, but you know it's fifty no, percent practical if she no, plays tennis. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say all, all of this stuff is uh, it's also self serving. You got you got to get like at least one selfless thing. I'm getting her something else, but that's not for Christmas. That's for the three month anniversary. I was all about right. to say. The way you made that sound is like, mm, I don't know if we can cover those bases on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll uh, be demonetized if I say what I'm getting. So. All right, but but so in any case, I, um, I I hate gift giving, and uh, well, no, I don't hate gift giving. I I hate the gift giving culture. Maybe I'm biased because like uh. Just because, as a cultural institution, Christmas gift giving has been so—I don't—I don't—I don't, I don't want to say formalized, but it, but it, it feels so transactional. Like, like you know, I, I believe there are people who just give gifts because they're they're nice and they don't want anything returned. Like those people exist, but I feel like that's like rarer than you think. I, I'd rather not be burdened with any subconscious expectation of uh, you know, of, of returning the favor. You've given us gifts before. Yeah, right. what? That's, that's Christmas gift last time. Yeah, but, but, that, but that, that's that's how you know that that I actually uh, uh, it came from a pure spirit, from a true place. I don't want anything returned. Yeah, it was just out that, of that, nowhere. Yeah, it's out of nowhere. Well, it was wax, just a windfall. Wax is both the best and the worst of us. So you, so you, I, I think, I think I, I understand what you, what you're saying. Although, although maybe maybe you guys now feel like uh, guilted into actually continuing the pod, maybe maybe that's what it was. Hmm. Well, I've already I've already told you how I feel about this podcast and podcasts in general. But I told you that I I will do this podcast uh, as long as 
you and ads want to continue doing the podcast because uh i came to that conclusion after when we all stopped playing uh hurdle and you were like um you i forget exactly what you said but basically it was like along the lines of you wanted to continue playing hurdle as like a like a community thing even if you didn't care wait what's hurdle the hurdle. music one the music wordle oh hurdle right yeah. right right and that was like maybe wax thinks about this stuff more than i would think and so i was like as long as you want to do the show and you know pop in and catch up with ads and i uh on a regular basis i was like i'll do it it doesn't like hurt me to do it so why not right i mean i i feel like the premise of the show has been pretty uh it's been pretty transparent from the start i i I, it hasn't had any aspirations to actually be heard by anyone else yeah i mean it's basically just cosplaying like all all of the uh the the, you know the stuff where we like shield is wants shield to the users or the listeners or whatever that's just cosplay of like it's the joke of like doing a podcast basically yeah, yeah, and also me fucking it up for the first 30 times. That was also cosplaying, guys. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not funny anymore, not now that you can do it correctly. We were supposed to start playing Fortnite, though. Don't think I forgot. Uh, wait, Dude, uh, that I, wasn't a joke? No, that wasn't a joke. I thought I think I have Fortnite installed, but I think I uninstalled the Epic Games launcher, so I don't think there's a way for me to turn it on until I download the Epic Games launcher. I don't think uh, you, actually maybe because it's tied to the Epic uh, services. Uh, you know, you know what Christmas gifts I like? Free games or Epic Games. That corporation doesn't want anything back from me, just for me to use your platform. Yeah, I don't know. You might why be interested in today's it. game. Actually, it's like a RPG thing. Uh, I don't know. People compare it to Fallout too. I mean, it makes sense because like yesterday they gave away Fallout. Yeah. They they literally gave out fall taxes yesterday, so and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, fair. Okay, I got right. I got some things to do, so we gotta like not go. Oh to shit! Our... Okay, wait, wait, wait. What are you What are you doing today? Uh, I'm tutoring one of my uni students right after this. Tutoring them in what? Helping them with their assignment. English, presumably. Wait, your uh, uni t- students. Yeah, I have a couple of students that I used to teach, um, like in high school. Now they're in uni. They're my uni students. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. So you're you're still you're still teaching kids that you taught in Australia? Yeah. Oh, so remotely, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Of of uh, we used to Zoom. Now it's Google Meet. But yeah. Wait. So so uh, they graduated, but they still need help in college. Um, we don't do like weekly like we used to, but yeah, we do like once or twice a year, maybe couple times a year oh, that's that's very uh honestly that's like weird but maybe not like because because wait wait because on the surface of it this is this is someone like tapping up their high school teacher to help them with like school work when they, when they're in college which like like like, yeah, like wait wait keith that's that's that sounds weird on the on the, on the face of it right <laughs> i was gonna say no it doesn't i was gonna say this clearly shows that you were not friends with any of your teachers also, I think tutor is uh, different from a teacher. 
one one I, I, I went to school in Korea where uh, things are very different. So, so yeah. please, you went please, to high school please, in please Korea? Culture. Yeah. Why do I always get that your timeline in Korea like way off? Yeah, I thought you moved out like twelve or something to the U.S. No, it's the other way around. Like I, I was in Korea when I was like I was in I was in the states when I was very young, and then I and then I was in uh, Korea for basically like middle school and high school. Okay. But yeah, I had like I have like to <laughs> this girl. day even I have high school teachers on like that I'm friends with on Facebook and stuff. All right. I don't use Facebook anymore, but we at the time it was like we like we had good relationships with some of our teachers. But honestly, that that, that's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Okay. How it goes? Yeah. I I also think that you're like. Equating high school teachers and tutors is diff- is as the same is really not correct because a high school a high school teacher there's a degree of separation from the teacher to the student which doesn't exist in tutoring. Wait, what? What? What do you mean? Like in high school, like even if you go to a private school, um, and you pay like your parents pay the um, they pay the school, which then pays you, the teacher. In this one, there's a direct monetary like trend like transaction between the person and, and the person giving the services. I think that matters. You disagree? I, I, I don't get the point you're making. <laughs> Sorry. Like I, I mean like people are more likely to be closer friends or like more friendly with their tutor than they are with their with their teacher. Because one, it's usually like a one-on-one or very small group environment, and yeah, like I think that matters. Ah oh, man, I I I I feel like that that's like a different topic altogether in terms of like tutors are more um like because because your high school teachers like like you're stuck with them whether you like you like them or not right yeah so 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 they can like pursue the goal of like hey you may not like me but I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to make you achieve you know, whatever the goals are. Whereas teachers, like, they're, they're economically incentivized to keep their job. So obviously, like, part of, their, part of their job is to make you get, you do better in school to keep their job. But part of it is just, like, ingratiate themselves to you. So that, that's always kind of awkward. Or, or to your parents, I should say. That, that's, the, that's the weird thing. Yeah, fair. I don't know, I don't think I really did that that much, but sure. I feel like I acted myself the whole time. Yeah. In any case, I I, yeah. I I don't know where we where we we were going, but yeah. Well, I was just saying why I need to go. Um. So let's just do songs. My song of the week is oh, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Um. You'll be back. By oh, Jonathan hey. Groff. Why do you pick that one out of all the songs we talked about? Because it wasn't your favorite. It wasn't my favorite, but I, I quite liked it. It was, it was fun. Uh, it was fun. I think his performance was really good. Um, What's wrong with picking your favorite song? Why, why do you just recommend your favorite song? Um, like, like, no, what, I'll do my what, favorite song. My favorite song is Dear Theodosia. There we go. But but only that. with Lin-Manuel Miranda cut out of it. <laughs> okay. You know you know what? There's probably like a recording you can find out somewhere. You could, could, could go on YouTube. You'll probably find it. I bet like, you someone's made it, the, yeah. Pro- no, no, no. Probably the second run is probably better. 
they go on YouTube and look up like uh, the second run of like or they're probably on like our like gazillionth run of Hamilton by now. But you you'll probably enjoy all of those a lot. Where, where someone cuts up like the second Hamilton with with the with the Odom Junior, you'll probably enjoy that a lot. There's a pretty good version of Dear Theodosia on the Hamilton mixtape, but it's uh it's Regina Spector and Ben Folds. Mm-hmm. No, no, I want Leslie Adam Jr. Yeah. Okay. Also, Keith? a Chance the Rapper version. Um, my song is also a Leslie Odom Jr. song from Hamilton. Okay. It is Wait for It, as I had mentioned earlier. My favorite song. Tell me these themes. The whole show. You gotta tell me these themes. I mean, I did say earlier that I was gonna recommend this song, so. I thought it was obvious when we said, let's talk about Hamilton. No, but like, I I already, well, I already had had mine prepared, but whatever. Because I'm I'm not gonna change it because, like, I don't listen to music these days. Okay, go for it. All right. I'm, I'm I'm gonna. I think I've told you guys on the pod before that I just stopped listening to music for a year, and I replaced all of my passive listening to YouTube videos and and uh, podcasts. So I have not consumed new music. Very, I, I consume new music very very sparsely in the last couple, last year or so. So, low lo, lo, to my surprise, that the AI has released a new album in like the summer, and I listened to it. Uh, on an off chance, I'm like, oh yeah, music's good. I forgot, I forgot that new music's actually good. So, uh, I'm gonna suggest uh, "Spitting Off the Edge of the World" by the AAS off their new album, which is and it's basically the quintessential wax song. It's just like a millennial rock. Yeah, it 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 is it is quintessential wax song. That's what I want to say. Yep, fair. What was the song called? I I mixed it. Uh, uh, you, you probably heard it somewhere. I, I think it's been in like trailers. It, 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 this it, the song got around. I did. I didn't know, but apparently, but I think it, the song got around. Probably did. I've not heard the song. I know the AES. Spitting off the edge of the world by the AES. Uh, one of my favorite. Yeah, it's very. It's very like because you know like, all of the songs I recommend are fucking like New York rock bands from the the two thousands, and, and now they're still active. Fuck it, yeah. Oh, I know the song. Yeah, there we go. Did it come yeah. out this year? Damn. Did it? Have I not been listening? It came out this year. Have I not been? Have I like not been listening to music for that long? Okay. I did not know it came out this year. Right. Maybe I should maybe I should reset the Spotify for twenty twenty three and start listening to music again. So because all I do is listen to sports podcasts now, which is probably not good. Yeah. Okay, so that's our three songs of the week. Um, wax breaking theme. That's okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, give us money. Yeah, give, give us money give at www.coffee. That's give us, gifts, give us gifts of money with no uh, expectation, expectation of, of pods in return. Oh no, but shit! That's, God damn it! I, I, I'm I'm now uh, in in gift culture because whenever we get money, I feel obliged to pod. God damn it! <laughs> okay, anyways, you can go www.coffee. That's ko-fi.com/slash/thejujus to give us money so that we can not give gifts. Because we are firmly against gifts. And we will catch you guys next week. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows, really? Next week is New Year's, so there's, there's, some, there's some skullduggery abounds, for sure. Peace.